Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. Coming up on today's program, the latest Saskatchewan crop report is out and harvest is progressing rather rapidly in most parts of the province. Of course, the East Central region is trailing all of the other regions, but we're also making a lot of decent progress. We'll have all those numbers for you. A Saskatchewan farm leader is the latest in a long line of people trying to convince the Senate Ag Committee to pass Bill C-234. That's the bill that would exempt uh, propane and natural gas used to dry grain and heat barns from the carbon tax. We'll hear from Ian Boxall on that. And of course, week 7 of the harvest edition of GX94 Supper in the Field took us to the Bill and Sandra Probilski farm near Willowbrook last night. We'll talk to Bill about his farm operation. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of SaskAg Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Phil, we had some rain showers overnight here in the Yorkton area, and we still have some cloud floating around. Yeah, there's still a frontal boundary, which is making its way across the region. It has cleared um, just a uh, almost uh, 80% of, uh, of Saskatchewan. It's still hanging around a little bit to our northeast, uh, but the core of the moisture is out ahead of us. Even if the front is still lingering in a few spots on, on this side of the line, uh, the heavy rain has pushed into uh, parts of central Manitoba, and it's on its way uh, farther eastward, so it shouldn't be a factor for us. Uh, looks like it should be mostly out of our region. Those areas may, to our right along the border and a little bit east may still be getting a few showers from this, but uh, that is all heading out. Uh, but there are a couple of heavier showers right along the border uh, from uh, North Dakota just across the line. Uh, but through the rest of the day, with the front moving eastward very slowly, nonetheless, it is moving, and uh, we'll see sunshine mixing with still some scattered cloud. It's not that the air mass is completely drying out behind. Dew points are still in the teens that we're waiting on to come down, but that will follow uh, over the course of the day as that drops off. The uh, Humidity comes down, the sky clears, and we'll see any wind, which likely is not as looking as likely to pick up for all of us at the front by, but there will be a little more of a breeze through the next uh, couple of hours, and that will drop off, too, through the night. Temperatures in the upper teens today, dropping off to 6 tonight, and as I mentioned, the dew point still in the teens, so it is going to be a uh, pretty drastic drop-off of the dew point through the afternoon as that drier air comes in. But it's going to make for a nice day tomorrow. Uh, this front, as we would define it, looking at it, is a cold front. 
but it's a cold front that doesn't have cold air. It has dry air. It's lined up in such a way that it's actually pulling in an air mass, which was at one point cooler, and it's now tapping into some of the warmer air to the south. So the front almost becomes a non-factor in, in the next phase of the weather, because once this thing gets out of the way, that warm air just builds right back in, and it stays dry. And warm air, no matter what time of year it is, dries or warms up more, more quickly than humid air. So the uh, dryness tomorrow gets us up to around 20 degrees under a mostly sunny sky. So a nice recovery from a cool start. Though still, even if I say a cool start, still an above normal start. Normal low this time of year is 2. So as every night we don't get frosty, we're above normal. 20 degrees tomorrow, 19 on Saturday. Most of Saturday is dry, partly to mostly sunny sky. Another morning of temperatures in mid-single numbers. Uh, chance of a shower, though, by the end of the day. We'll get the cloud cover mixing in through the afternoon. 30% chance of a shower daytime. Showers do become more likely, but keeping the chance only at 40% on Sunday, not that I think it's not going to rain in most areas. It's just not going to rain most of the time. Showers are going to be pretty isolated on Sunday with a high of 16, and we'll be at 16 on Monday as well. A few scattered showers linger. They'll be heavy before they finally clear on out as we get back into some uh, slightly cooler but drier air into part of next week. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at 13 degrees. Swan River, Brandon, Show Lake, Russell, and Roblin all reporting in at 16. Dauphin, 17. Regina and Broadview Mooseman are at 18 degrees. Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, 17. Indian Head, 19. The Yorkton-Melville region has a partly cloudy sky, a west wind at 22 kilometers an hour, 63% is the relative humidity, the temperature is 18 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 19 degrees and dropped to a low of 11 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 14 degrees. The normal low is 2 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 6.45 this morning, and it will set at 6.35 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday... The Manitoba hotspot was Swan River at 24 degrees. The cold spot was Swan River at plus 7 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Canada's hotspot. Nipawin got up to 25 degrees. Saskatchewan's cold spot was Cypress Hills Provincial Park, which dropped down to plus 5 degrees. We're here with Trina from Ole Mel. Why don't you tell us about some of the different locations you guys are buying into? If you're looking to call a little closer to home, we have locations at Rama, Sturgis, Porcupine Plain, Arborfield, and Theodore. And what kind of grains are you guys looking for right now? We are always looking for wheat, barley, peas, or fava beans. And I understand you guys have been gathering information for text messages to send out some specials. That's right. You can call us at one 877 682-5041 or visit our website at greenprices.olimel.com. Welcome back to Saskag Today. Many producers have finished their harvest according to this week's Saskatchewan Crop Report. Mackenzie Ladoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. 
We are definitely entering the final leg of harvest in Saskatchewan, and many producers have wrapped up their harvest operations this past week, and 91% of the provincial crop is in the bin. This is ahead of our 5- and 10-year averages of 73%. When we look at things a little bit more regionally, we see that the southwest and the west central regions have completed harvest this week, with 98% and 97% of crops off, respectively. The northwest is 90% completed, followed by the southeast at 89%, and the northeast at 88%. The East Central region has really made significant progress this past week, with 82% of the crops off. She tells us which crops are being taken off right now. Many of crops have been entirely harvested provincially, with the remaining crops nearing completion as well. So what we're seeing is that oats are 93% completed this week, followed by canary seed at 88%. Our later maturing crops, or fields that were seeded a little bit later, represent the remaining acres to be harvested, although great progress is being made overall. What we're seeing is that canola is 80% completed, flax is 63%, and soybeans are 64% combined for the year. Ladoon notes most areas of the province were dry last week. It was a pretty dry week this past week, and the dry week meant that the province made good progress harvesting because the weather was cooperating. What we're seeing is that the most rainfall recorded was 15 millimeters in the Carnduff area. However, the dry week also meant a decrease in topsoil moisture across the province and 20% of cropland has adequate moisture, 45% is short, and 35% is very short. 16% of pastures have adequate moisture, 44% are short, and 40% are very short. With that limited moisture that we saw this year, many producers are now experiencing moderate water shortages for their animals, and some producers in the southwest and west central regions are experiencing more severe water supply shortages as well. There, are, there is also a general concern about livestock water quality amongst the producers, and if they are concerned about their water quality, they're welcome to bring in a water sample to a local regional office and work with a provincial regional specialist to determine how to address those water quality concerns. She adds there was some crop damage reported over the past week as well. Crop damage this past week is due to grasshoppers and dry conditions, as well as some light frosting in the north and wind damaging to standing crops. Many producers are wrapping up harvest this, past, or this coming week, and they're now focusing on working their fields for the fall and applying those post-harvest herbicides. Livestock producers continue to haul water and feed for their animals while preparing for winter as well. And Ladoon is reminding producers to be careful this harvest season. Absolutely. Always stay safe, and producers are reminded to take those safe precautions in all the work that they do. The Farm Stress Line is available to provide support to our producers toll-free whenever they're feeling that need. Also, the public is reminded to also be safe and to take extra time, caution, and space when encountering machine on the roadways to make sure that everyone comes home at the end of the day. Mackenzie Ladoon compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. It's time now for the AgReview portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. GX94, AgReview. A month-long decline of Ice Futures canola prices, which saw the oil seed lose $110 per metric ton, came to an end and was followed by a bounce back. While the price of the November canola contract still declined by $10 per metric ton to $726.10 during the week ended Wednesday, 
It hit its lowest price since the end of June at $710 per metric ton on Tuesday before making its way back up. Ken Ball, a trader for Winnipeg-based PI Financial, says canola has been oversold in recent weeks, pressured by the ongoing harvest. He notes biofuel usage is currently strong, which may lift prices for soy oil and soy beans. Diesel prices also remained elevated, supporting soy oil prices. Canadian canola carryout supplies for the current marketing year will likely end up tighter than earlier expectations. That's according to updated supply and demand balance sheets from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada that account for recent production and stocks data from Statistics Canada. Canola ending stocks for 2023-24 are now forecast to tighten to only 1 million metric tons, down by 700,000 from the August forecast, and well below the 2022-23 canola carryout of 1.506 million metric tons. Canola production was down from the August estimate, now at 17.368 million metric tons, which compares with the 18.695 million metric tons grown in 2022-23. Canola exports were forecast at 7.7 million metric tons, which would be well below the 9 million metric tons forecast in August, but in line with the 7.948 million metric tons exported in 2022-23. Meanwhile, projected domestic usage for canola in 2023-24 was raised to 10.274 million metric tons from 9.95 million in August. In a lawsuit filed yesterday, Corteva AgriScience accused Inari Agriculture, a plant breeding technology company, of illegally obtaining hundreds of Corteva's biotech seeds, infringing upon Corteva's patent rights, and violating its plant variety protection certificates. Specifically, the lawsuit alleges that Inari deliberately used a third-party agent to obtain protected Corteva seeds, illegally exported the seeds out of the United States, made slight genetic modifications of the biotech traits, and is pursuing U.S. patents for those modified traits. Corteva is seeking damages to adequately compensate for Inari's alleged unlawful actions, as well as a permanent injunction against Inari, prohibiting any future actions in violation of Corteva's intellectual property. In its complaint, Corteva stated it learned in December of 2022 that Inari, through an elaborate scheme aimed at concealing its actions, had obtained hundreds of varieties of protected seeds from seed deposits at the American Type Culture Collection, a non-profit organization that collects, stores, and distributes biologic materials, including seeds, for research purposes only. The general manager of Manitoba Pork has felt the highs and lows of the province's pork industry over the past few months. While Cam Dahl expects Manitoba's feed grain harvest to provide some relief to feed prices for pork producers. He also mentions Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the African swine fever situation in China, and growing protectionism in the U.S. as factors that can upend the industry. However, one bright spot for the Manitoba pork industry was last summer's expansion of Winkler Meats, about 110 kilometers southwest of Winnipeg. 
a joint venture between Manitoba-based farm management services firm, the Progressive Group, and U.S. sausage company Johnsonville. The $52.8 million project, partially funded by the federal and provincial governments, will add 155 local jobs. The expansion follows the openings of the Maple Leaf Foods Bacon Processing Plant in Winnipeg in 2021, as well as Top Pig's Northskin's Innova Canada Nucleus Farm near Plumas, northwest of Winnipeg, last year. And that's today's Ag Review. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's partly cloudy and 18 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. But first, it's time for the livestock market conditions and their presentation of Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for October closed at 186.50 today. That's up 160. December live cattle closed at 190.42, up 225. October feeder cattle closed at 254.72, up 247. November feeder cattle closed at 257.67, up 287. October lean hogs closed at 83.95, up 182. December lean hogs closed at 75.52, up 275. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of September the 27th. Wow, what a sale again. Huge numbers here. 3,015 in the short with another 300 cows and bulls to follow. A total of 33.15 for the day. Cows and bulls selling two to two to three stronger here. A nice, respectable sale. D1, D2 cows, 128 to 135, sales to 136, 137, D3 cows, 120 to 128. Older type, weaker, thinner, blemish cows, 65 to 90. Cows are averaging 128. From that good salt coast area, 1,700-pound cows, they topped out at 139. Lots of good bulls here yesterday. 150 to 160, sales to 173, 174. Bulls are averaging 167. From our good Melville area here, 2,200-pound bull, they topped out at 175. And now, on to the main event. It sounds like a boxing match. Listen up. 425-pound tan steers, 519. 500-pounders at 450. We had 131 black steers weighing 500 pounds. They topped at 440. We had another 105 red black exotic steers, 570 pounds. They topped out at 414. The 650s, they topped out at 398. My favorite pen. What a powerhouse pen here. 50 red-black exotic steers winning 710 at 380. 780-pound steers, 355. 850-pound steers, 346. The yearling steers, lots of good yearling steers here. 950-pound steers at 316. 1,000-pounders at 301. Onto the heifers, 425-pound black heifers, 422. 500-pounders, 381. 570-pound red-black exotic heifers. We had 94 in that package at 364. 650-pound heifers, 330. We had some yearling heifers here. 850-pound yearling heifers. We had 73 in this package. They topped out at 296. And 940-pound heifers at 283. Got to give the highlight of the morning. 
These little cows are on fire. 51 little steers weighing 330 at 551. And 115 red black exotic steers weighing 640. They topped out at $4. A great day was had by all. Good job to all our producers. And last Friday, we had just under 1,800 sheep, lamb, and goats. A busy day. We had some call ewes anywhere is bringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen. We had some lambs, 75 pounders to 105 pounders. They brought 170 to 197. Nanny goats anywhere is from 170 dollars to 212 dollars a piece. And some kid goats anywhere is from 105 dollars to 135 dollars a piece. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Welcome back to Saskag Today. A Saskatchewan farm leader is the latest in a long line of people trying to convince the Senate Ag Committee to ba- pass Bill C-234. The president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, or APAS, Ian Boxall, wrote a letter urging the upper chamber to pass the carbon tax exemption on propane and natural gas used to dry grain and heat barns. I just want to make sure that we reinforce to the center just how important this exemption is for producers. You know, at a time when we're having to dry grain and make that investment to ensure that we have, you know, our grain is in good condition for sale and storage, that we've already had a tough fall when it comes to drying grain. And we just want to ensure that we leave that money in producers' hands so we continue to invest in innovation to make our, you know, for our farms and for our futures. And it comes for the same for heating the barns. You have a long, drawn-out, cold winter, and, and, and let's leave the money in producers' hands so that they can you know, invest in greener technology and ensure that we have what we can do for the future. Boxall also addressed the committee virtually this morning, which he says went well. You know, Bill C-234 is simple. It's easy to understand. It's an exemption for grain drying and heating the barns. And... Let's not make it convoluted with a whole bunch of other stuff, right? The biggest point he tried to get across was that farmers are innovators and great stewards of the land when they aren't bogged down by government policy. Well, I think farmers care more about the environment than we ever get credit for. We invented zero-till here in Saskatchewan. That's a gift that we've given to Canada and to the world, really, because it was invented right here at home. And that is something that has sequestered millions of tons of carbon, and we get very little credit for it. Farmers have always been innovators, and we need to, and we will always continue to be innovators to ensure the, the financial and environmental sustainability of our farms. And I think that's an important point that everyone needs to understand is just how innovative we have been without government pressure. Only a few senators remain skeptical of the need for the bill, arguing there are other viable options. Boxall responded to those counter-arguments. You know, I, I think in time, are there alternatives? Probably. Are they after the scale where we require them on the farm? Not yet. Will they get there? Let's hope. But currently, the systems we have in place, whether it be natural gas or propane for drying grain or heating the barns, is the most efficient way to do it. Is that what it holds the future? Maybe not. But currently, under the environment we're in right now, those are our two best alternatives and our two most efficient alternatives. So let's just get the exemption and and let's get working on the innovation to be where we need to be for the next generation. Bill C-234 just needs the Senate's go-ahead for it to become law. Commodities Update. 
Canola futures closed down across the board today. November canola closed at 7.15.50, down $10.60. January canola closed at 7.24.30, down $10.40. December Minneapolis wheat closed at 7.47 per bushel, down three and three quarters of a cent. December Kansas City wheat closed at 6.85 per bushel, down nine and a half cents. December Chicago wheat closed at 5.78 and three quarters, down three quarters of a cent. December corn closed at 4.88 and a half, up five and a quarter cents. November soybeans closed at $13 and half a cent, down two and three quarters of a cent. December oats closed at 4.44 and a half, up seven and a quarter cents. And that's the commodities update. Please stay tuned. Saskag Today will continue right after these messages. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. Week 7 of the harvest edition of GX94 Supper in the Field took us to the Bill and Sandra Probilski farm near Willowbrook last night. After supper, I spoke with Bill about his farming background. Oh, my first crop was in 1981, so I guess that makes it, uh, what, 44 years now? So, yeah, farmed farmed with my dad before that, all, so basically all my life I've been here on the farm. This is the yard you grew up in then? Grew up in this yard, yes, yeah. My mom and dad started this yard here in 1951, so yeah, we've been, been farming here ever since. And how much uh, acres did you put in this year? We seeded just shy of 13,000 acres this year. And what did you seed? A mix of canola, spring wheat, barley oats, yellow peas, and red lentils. And you've been harvesting. What have you been able to harvest so far? Well, we got our peas and lentils off early in August, and the barley, fairly good time. Just finished the wheat, and now we're working on canola and oats, whichever we could find that's a little drier. So are you getting close to being done, Harvest? We're sitting right now at about 80% done. And how has it been running? All things considered, we're quite happy. Um, you know, maybe slightly below average, but considering how dry it was, uh, we're very happy with the yields, yes. And quality. is Quality's been good as well. So, yep. Well, that's good to hear. And, of course, you're not a one-man operation. It looks like uh, you got a big crew here for supper. you got a lot of people helping you out. Yeah, I farm with my brother, my my son, and two nephews, and then we have uh, three full-time hired men and one seasonal guy that helps us spring and fall. Now, also, you have cattle. Uh, do you have cattle here, or you have cattle somewhere else? Yeah, we we have about 200 head of commercial cows, and in the main yard here, this is where they usually went winter them here. But uh, for the summer now, they're out on pasture. They're still out there. Yep. And, of course, we're standing next to your grain dryer here. It sounds like you've had to use it a few times already this year. Yeah, the grain dryer is a pretty integral part of our farm now. And, uh, yeah, we've put about uh, somewhere around 80,000 bushels through it now. And it'll it'll be running again here pretty quick and for quite some time yet. When it comes to marketing all of your grains and oil seeds, any place specific that you go, are you locked in on any contracts right now? Or are you kind of waiting to see what prices do while uh, harvest is going on? We've delivered a fair amount of grain just on basis contracts, hoping that the uh, futures prices will improve after the harvest pressure kind of subsides. 
Um, and and it's always kind of nice to move some grain at harvest time just to free up some bin space with the yields being reasonable we, we would have run out of bin space had we not been able to move some grain right off the combine you're not too far from Yorkton so I'm assuming most of your product goes to Yorkton yeah the majority of our crops go to Yorkton um, we do contract some of our feed grains to uh, you know other other places in Alberta or wherever wherever they're needed so so there is some of that but the majority of it goes to Yorkton yes and of course Bill you're also vice president of APAS so that must keep you busy as well yeah absolutely there's never a shortage of issues to deal with on on the farm uh, you know, as a as vice president and uh, during the busy seasons of seeding and harvest we kind of back away from some of our duties but uh, things will be ramping up here pretty, pretty quick in in terms of our responsibilities and the, the things that we try to accomplish will be getting pretty busy here pretty soon uh, it sounds like you're going to be making a trip down east in another couple of weeks or a month or so yeah towards the end of october we'll be a few of us will be heading to Ottawa for the Canadian Federation of Agriculture meetings, and then while we were there, we will we will meet with a few MPs to try and get some of our issues recognized on the in, in the House of Commons. And GX ninety four supper in the field. Uh, were you surprised when I phoned you? I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, in that in that uh, you know I've been putting my name in for many many years now, entering it, and and was getting a little. Bit a little bit frustrated yet because I hadn't won but yeah it was a very nice surprise and an excellent meal and uh, yeah it was it was an excellent evening and you would recommend uh, other people to enter when they get the chance oh absolutely it was a it was a good evening uh, great food great uh, conversations and uh, some great prizes from the sponsors we'd like to thank uh, GX94 and all the sponsors for the evening that's Bill Probilski from the Willowbrook district our sponsors for GX94 Supper in the Field are Sask Milk, LDC, Gowan Canada, Milligan Bio, Jump.ca, Maple Ag and Outdoor, Farm Credit Canada, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Brake, Yorkton Auction Centre, The Chalet Restaurant, and Razor's Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba, Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions tonight. Clearing off, winds southwest at 10 to 20, and a low of 6. For tomorrow, partly to mainly sunny, winds west-northwest at 15 to 25, a high of 20, an overnight low of 6. For Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of late showers, winds east-southeast at 15 to 30, and a high of 19. For Sunday, a 40% chance of isolated showers, a high of 16. And for Monday, a 60% chance of scattered showers with rain becoming heavy at times, a high of 16. In the Paw, it's 13 degrees, Swan River, Brandon, Show Lake Russell and Roblin all reporting in at 16, Dauphin 17. Regina and Broadview Mooseman are at 18 degrees, Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 17, Indian Head 19. The Yorkton-Melville region has a partly cloudy sky, a west wind at 22 kilometers an hour, 
63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 18 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for Saskag today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. Saskag Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.